Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, we're focusing on the relationship between art and technology, new trends, new ideas, and new ways of sharing creative work in person and online. Akron nonprofit Arts Now recently hosted an online forum featuring local artists Alexandria Couch and Micah Krause, along with Bill Myers from S3 Technologies and Kelly Fetter from the Downtown Akron Partnership. Fetter talked about the We Are banner project that allows downtown visitors to experience art in a whole new way. Really, a number of things kind of led to the evolution of the project, one being the pandemic. So we had started the project in January of 2020, and by March, everything was shut down and the world had completely changed and kind of put us all in this unique place where we could kind of step back and think about how this work could kind of change or impact the world around us. Alexandria Couch and Micah Krause talked about how their physical artwork took on a new dimension in digital form. I always get really excited about things that are digital just because I typically work traditionally with traditional methods, you know, pen and paper. So I think it's always really nice and really cool when somebody can take something like that and turn it into something that has a different sort of longevity. Uh, I also think that's one of the interesting parts about Micah and I's collab. A lot of it was kind of pen to paper and then handing it off and then Micah digitizing things and kind of working over them. So having another layer to that was kind of exciting to us, especially with the idea of bringing the, the portraits and the designs to life. Well said. I feel the same way. There was, it was very freeing in this project that it, in the sense that it began as a collaborative effort. And so as Alex and I tested that process more and more, I think it opened our imaginations on what else might be possible when more people came, came to the table. It's a public artwork, um, the whole installation. And so the ability to engage the public, really engage them to complete the work is exciting as well. So it's not meant to be just observed or to fill a space. Um, you don't have to enter a building to see these things. Um, you encounter them on, on the way to where it, wherever it is you're heading. And, and now that people can really bring them to life in a certain way through interaction is, is really exciting as well. Bill Myers from S3 Technologies talked about how users can see the artwork come to life by scanning a QR code with their mobile phones and then viewing augmented reality enhanced images on Instagram. Each one has their own sort of unique turn of the head to it and its own kind of speed in which it blinks. We also extracted different parts of the art that we thought were interesting and kind of made that as that particle effect. That's the 3D that comes out from behind you. And initially we were like, maybe we shouldn't add the particle effects in because it, it could be a distraction to the art. But we eventually arrived at the, um, that it really adds something different, that extra layer of depth to the experience that um, I think you can only really enjoy from an augmented reality experience. So, And luckily the Instagram platform itself allowed us to sort of have those 3D particles be part of this. So. It's just really fun. I think the user experience is pretty solid from lining it up and getting the tracking image just right. Um, we don't think it's overly complicated. And I think that's such a crucial piece of this too is, you know, this could be someone's first AR experience. So 
how do you make that barrier to entry as low as possible? But that's not all. There's actually a hidden feature that users can access as they interact with the images. You actually become the face and all the way down to the ability to have your eyes open and close along with the artwork and then your mouth becomes the art's mouth as well. We want you to become the art to a certain degree and we thought what better way to do that than you actually wearing the art on your face and becoming the character and I think that was a it was a layer of complexity we didn't initially think we were going to tackle but we figured it out and I think it really adds a whole other way of of using um, this digital art. So we we're very excited about that. They also spent some time talking about the still new and emerging world of digital artworks called non-fungible tokens or NFTs that are in some cases bringing in millions of dollars by turning what was once an infinitely duplicated non-trackable asset like a digital photo into a verifiably one-of-a-kind object that shows who owns it with proof locked in on the same kind of global blockchain that tracks Bitcoin transactions. Alexandria and Michael Kraus. And it's a possibility and it's uh, something that I'm sure artists in this area will tap into because for a lot of artists it's kind of like any means necessary. If it's a, a medium that will help them get their message across they're going to access it. Um, but to be kind of like maybe retrograde on that part of what Alex and I were doing in our work um, was to take things like we knew we had to work in a digital medium so that the work could be printed and, and formatted in various ways. But we both worked as hand with handmade materials as much as possible um, in a digital media so that it felt tangible and textured and it felt like Akron, something that is, has been handled. It is not perfect. It's been manipulated and, and used and worn over time. That was an important part of the aesthetic of what we were creating, despite the fact that a lot of it had to go through a digital filter. So that's what I like about the um, explosions of noise and textures that come out of the AR is that is a digital rendering of something that feels tangible and textural, um, activated through a digital device. That's most interesting to me um, because it, I don't know, it, it, it transcends the medium to create an experience, a sensual experience for the viewer. Uh, so I, I have a hard time really processing the uh, money gains and things like that that can come through um, if it's a trend or just a new movement or a new way. I'm gonna let it find its way. <laughs> and if I at some point encounter it in a means that will benefit me or my family and my artwork, then great, let's figure it out. But until then, it's a little over my head and, and uh, not sure I can quite wrap my head around it yet. Yeah, I'll add, I think it's, I think it's an actually really interesting thing. As a more material artist, um, I'm really interested to see where it's going, um, but not necessarily that I'll be participating in it because it does very much like go over my head. Um, I've heard of an NFT. I have absolutely no idea. It doesn't matter how much you read. Um, I have absolutely no idea what that is. And <laughs> I think that that's an okay thing because once again, like uh, the art world is cyclical in nature. And as soon as we go all digital, you know, there's this worry that we'll go all digital, we'll lose the traditional. Um, but the world is 
cyclical in a way that it will always cycle back around. When you get too much digital, you know, reading, you want a physical book. When you get too much digital art, you want to see some art in person or you want to, you want to touch something, you want to experience something. And so I think that kind of recognizing that there's a place for all of this to exist is, is very important to kind of qualm that worry. Um, and I think that's pretty big in discussion right now, you know, is an, an NFT or the digital art world sustainable, you know, environmentally, um, this, that, and the other. But I think things always come back around the way they're meant to and benefit us in the ways that they're meant to as well. There's always a lesson to be learned. But Myers did have this cautionary note. It's important to recognize that, yes, there could be money to be made with NFTs. But what you also have to be careful about is like getting into blockchain and minting something onto the blockchain and paying, like Alexandria said, like these environmental like gas fees. These are like fluctuating fees that you might have to shell out as an artist $500, $600, $800, depending on the day, just to get your digital item, whatever shape and size it is, onto the blockchain. And that money is going somewhere. It's an investor. It is to an actual cause. No one, sometimes we don't even know where that money is going, but it's like a tax essentially to these artists. So if you are an artist that's interested in getting into NFTs, just be really careful with the whole like gas fee thing because it can be very expensive to mint things onto the blockchain. That was Bill Myers from S3 Technologies. If you'd like to find out more about art, technology, and more, go to artsnow.org. And if you'd like to see some examples of what the We Are Project artwork in downtown Akron looks like, go to our website, wakr.net, and look for the latest edition of this program. But to get the whole AR experience, you'll need to go downtown in person. Bring your phone and scan the QR codes on the banners and bus shelters. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.